This is the Big Picture Podcast with Justin Salter. All right. Podcast number eight with my buddy Chris Anthem Wozniak. He's Chris back. Anthem Wozniak. We are brought to you by Squarespace. Just kidding. No, we're not. Yes. I tried using Squarespace a few times and it uh, didn't work out. I didn't think it was that user friendly, to be honest with you. But thank you, Squarespace. (laughs) So happy Veterans Day, man. Yes, Veterans Day 2015. God bless America. America! I have a cousin, Jordan Salter, shout out, that was a Marine. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I really don't have too much connection to the military with my family. I'm trying to think Mm. and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I do. uh, I'm very thankful to all those um, brothers and sisters that serve and. I almost went to the military, actually. For I, the I, I was almost going to go in high school because I had you were. no other plans. Yeah, and they, the, they came to, they come to my school, and they, they were, it was actually a pretty good deal. Were they dressed uh, in, like, the, you know, I was, nice, beautiful I was pretty royal? Sold. I was pretty sold. I was pretty impressed with their pitch, and I was going to do it. And then um, music happened. And Did they have, like, the side swords and, like, the golden... Buttons no, there. I didn't get the marine guy. I just got the uh, general recruiter guy. But I like turtleneck. Like, yeah. Like, who wants to join up and go to war? Yeah. So tell me about your family. I know that you have some connections to the military. And yeah, I, I um, well, I was never in the military. I'm I'm in the arts war. The war of art. The war of people to express what they've smelled so deeply and spit it back to the world. But uh, yeah, I have a. <laughs> A military uh, family, both my parents. Uh, my father was Fort Riley, Kansas, Big Red One, uh, Army uh, radio operator. Mm-hmm. And my mom was uh, in love with him. So when they were in uh, Kansas, uh, she uh, moved on to the uh, base. And then uh, he was uh, set to go to, uh, to uh, Germany. Uh, in a month or two, and so she signed up for the USO. My mom was an actress, and God bless both their souls, by the way. Happy Veterans Day. They're no longer with us? They're Well, they're with us, just in spirit. Now, my parents both have passed on, uh, both of different types of cancers, which and both had been, you know, around lead weaponry and all sorts of things, so there's a lot of interesting questions about veterans. You know, um, I saw today, too, uh, uh, I want to write it down, that they're making uh, marijuana now, um, can be handed out to veterans at the VA as, awesome. uh, as a medicine, which is cool. Yeah, for post-traumatic stress. But yeah, the story behind uh, the Veterans Day story to kick this off for uh, 2015 is that my folks fell in love, and when my dad was deployed to Germany, my mom joined the USO. The USO said, well, great, we can send you over there to that same base, and you guys can be a base-to-base couple from America, to, from Kansas to Germany. Well, uh, my mom goes, um, and my dad's supposed to go a week later, and all of a sudden they re- reassigned group so my mom's over there pretending to love being in the uso in germany and probably enjoying part of it and uh all of a sudden well i'm not coming uh, our unit's being deployed somewhere else so uh the uh my mom was still uh had to live out like two months i think <laughs> yeah it's just a short trip back to kansas in right? germany no you no you're there yeah, committed she, two months yeah. Sorry, now you're, you, by trying to be with your future husband, now you are not going to be for two months. I think drove her a little bit crazy, and she became a musical comedy actress uh, after that, or was already to some degree, but became a 
pretty noted one. Mm-hmm. But that was, um, yeah, that's a little family history for you. And uh, I um, was never in the military, but I almost went to military school. Um, I'm sure you did. I got threatened that a lot. I heard that one a lot. We're going to send you to military school. Well, I was having problems, you know, maintaining some sort of level of uh, order within myself in the classroom. And so that's disrupting the other students, you know. Mm -hmm. I think I wanted to be up there kind of like Mickey Rooney or something. And I was stuck in this desk that like squeezed my chubby Mm -hmm. stomach in. And I I felt kind of like pinched between the teeth and the jowls. There's a monster that's holding me there Mm -hmm. all day away Mm -hmm. from mommy and all the chocolate and the milk of Chicago, which is great milk. <laughs> but um, the top story today is missile or UFO. Um, or my friend came warning, home the other day and or said... warning shot to China. Or warning shot to China. Wow, you're really... Wow. Getting yeah. right to the chase there, buddy. Yeah. But uh, before we get too political on this Veterans Day, um, people all over Los Angeles two nights ago about 5 o'clock in, in the afternoon, including my roommate... Um, saw some enormous flash of light that shot across the sky and looked like nothing they'd ever seen before on TV or anywhere else. Is that right off the coast of L.A.? Or? Well, my buddy lives on uh, Melrose and Vine. I'm in middle of Hollywood. So He's like, what the hell was that? And he comes in the door, I saw a UFO, and I was like, okay, yeah. And 10 minutes later on Facebook, is this other random friend of mine from uh, down like close to the airport did anyone just see that thing in the sky? And so now I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What thing? So some people are claiming, uh, well, it is an unidentified flying object for most people. They can't identify what the hell it is. Fire but the, um, the question is, is it, you know, is it Rumsfeld and Cheney in the basement of the <laughs> Pentagon with a Nintendo joystick? Playing or, battleship? Yeah, or, you know, what the hell? I mean, we have a lot of terrorism. I have to take my shoes off to get on an airplane. Because I might have manufactured like a Nike or Adidas like shoe bomb, right? Um, but we're just supposed to watch this thing go across the sky like, like Star Trek style, and go, mm, yeah, I don't know, don't worry. About Do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain. So, what, what's your take on this, Mister Salter? Well, my stepbrother posted something about seeing it in Arizona, so I haven't looked too far into it, but... Um, Sounds like a lot of atomic energy to cast a degree yeah. of light uh, several states I wide. Mean, I uh, short, hello. I, short, I read a short article, and they basically say they're just doing testing to see, you know, yeah, what, yeah. What, their, what their capabilities are, and, and then other people think it was a warning to China of World War, World War III and all this stuff. Really? Um, yeah. Sounds kind of dooming, like, just a big power move, like, right I, before Veterans Day, like... Let's shoot it off, like, fully erect, right yeah. before Veterans Day. Yeah, like, just kind of flexing their pew! muscle. Flexing their muscle a little, little bit. patriotic thing going on here. Mm-hmm. Of course, I take the stance that the world is the most um, nonviolent that it's ever been in the recorded history. It's the least violent it's ever been in recorded history. But do you think that's because of detente, because of the Cold War and the shakeout of the, if I uh, scare you more than you scare me and you saber-rattle more than I saber-rattle, then... We won't have to fight because we're trash talking equally. I mean, you, Do you know, want to know what I on my honest oh, opinion? psychic bullshit. Connor. I think it's the the um, nervous system of humanity, which we call the internet. There's a nervous system, nervous system for humanity, the internet. The nervous system for humanity is the internet. You heard it here on the big picture. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm stealing that from Elon Musk because basically it's true. Ah, as Elon's soon man. as something happens, everybody knows about it. It's like this. It sends a signal out to the mm-hmm. universe. Everyone knows about this. Everyone knows about that. Sure. 
and everyone's waking up, they're educating themselves, they're learning more, they're sharing more, they're growing more, they're observing more, they're understanding more. Mm -hmm. Back in the day when they would, you know, pass a lot midnight on, you know, on New Year's Eve, no one really knew about it, but now everybody knows kind of, you know, at least what's publicly shared anyway. So it just seems like we're entering in the age of transparency where there's no more secrets. It's like secrets are going away. Well, it's interesting you say that too because uh, sort of as a, as a spiritualist as I am, or you know, I'm sort of an occult, voodoo curious, you know, universalist. Yeah, I would have been, you know, uh, seen as the devil in the 1920s. Probably, <laughs> or something, you know, I think women can channel God, you know, that kind of devilish type of thinking right. uh, that people have. But Miyako, hey, I said, um, no, no, you're being a bad boy. But, but from that spiritual sense, you know, we, I believe in a critical mass of thought, and I believe that we're all having a day-to-day thought adventure. I mean, if something happens in the news, people hear about it around the world, and we all kind of then can react to that one thing, right? So on and so forth. Right. But, but back in the day, and I mean, before the Pony Express or before um, telephones or the Internet, news did not travel fast. Right. You know, news traveled slow. Snail mail. On yeah. caravans of people. And- they come like, we took this covered wagon from... Mississippi uh, four months ago, and it was it was really rainy when we left. Mm-hmm. You know, like the four month delayed four weather report. Later, yeah. You know, like let's look at the five month forecast. Well, next month, exactly. And you had the farmers' almanac. You know, this type of thing. And that was like this century or last century. But now, years ago, exactly. But now, as soon as there's something happens, there's an immediate echo of it that echoes throughout the internet, and people's mobile phones light up like. Like my Facebook, my buddy walks in the door, did you see that thing that just happened? And then 10 minutes later, I'm on Facebook and it says, six minutes ago, your other friend posted, what the hell was that? Mm -hmm. So when you think about that mass consciousness, Mm -hmm. um, consciousness, you can't pull the wool over the eyes of the sheep of the people uh, as much as you could. And the powers that be, et cetera, are less and less able to lie. I mean, this is part of the coming age of Aquarius. And, and the just part random of the, people are less able to lie. I mean, there's, you know, the coming well, age of Aquarius. Sorry, I didn't cut you Well, the, the coming age of Aquarius, where, where I'm saying that people, uh, the philosophy is that you'll have more of a direct connection with God. Mm. So the in-between, you know, is, is it, now it becomes like you, God, and the Holy Spirit that connects you rather than you... And the priest, who's going to get the Holy Spirit and and hold it for you like an advertising agency, and then get the, the, get the approvals from God, and then get the approvals from the advertising it's agency, direct. and then tell you the designer how to design it. Like it's more direct. And in being so, if you take all that philosophy to a larger scope, it just means like people can BS you a lot less. So yeah, um, if someone says something thirty years ago, it's like, oh, okay, cool, well. Well, like I they shot, have to go to the library and research that. Now it's like, I'm going to Google this right now. Yeah, back in the day, they shot uh, JFK. Who are they? I don't know. You know, right. somebody. Um, somebody. You know, somebody who I won't mention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can, we can Google it. <laughs> yeah. It was not a federal agency involved at all, I'm sure. But nonetheless, there's a Pruder film, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, 100 frames of the shot, which was the only because they tried to clear everyone out of there. Right. Um, there's a Pruder film, if that happened today... Would be out two minutes later on Snapchat, <laughs> and already being analyzed. By the time the president's on his way to the hospital, they're already going to have geographically figured out what angles those bullets were coming from and how many shooters there were mm-hmm. in a, in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it leaks everywhere, mm-hmm. and a few minutes after that, some intelligent MIT kid or something is putting it through a mathematical probability program or something. I mean. That's today. Mm-hmm. So in other words, my point is, 
you can't cover things up as much or as quickly or control people as easily in this coming age. Oh. And I think that this, this missile or UFO thing is a perfect example because immediately you got people going, well, we're trying to scare China uh, from what they've been saying recently. Or um, other people are saying, like, finally, the UFO is here. And whatever mm -hmm. society's little myths and things are, are suddenly enhanced immediately by this event because it's immediately shot out everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that just that's a sign that we are going to have this more of a direct um, way to live our lives where people can't really bullshit us as much and where we kind of can't have as many hidden secrets and things from each other. There's a lot more information, a lot more truth just comes when there's more flow. You know? I find it really interesting what you said, too, about the age of Aquarius and, and a direct connection with God, the universe, you know, the holy creative spirit, whatever you want to call it. Because I, I, I pretty much have lived my whole life. I was raised Mormon, but I pretty much, hmm. have, I pretty much have lived most of my life as kind of a scientist, mm -hmm. realist, um, you know, agnostic, kind of like not really sure, never really had a real relationship with, you know, the Almighty, so to speak, mm. until, a lot, a lot until of recently. A lot of people. Until recently, when I actually moved out here to L.A., the City of Angels, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah, L.A. will center you. Yeah. It will really center you. Yeah, it humbled after me. Year, so it like, brought wow. me to my knees, and uh, mm -hmm. and um, it, it connected me to the, to the divine creative so source, if you will. Wow. How so? For the first time in my life, I felt like a real... I really f under. I feel like for the first time in my life, I had a real connection, relationship, and understanding of what everybody referred to as God or the Holy Spirit or, or, or Jesus or any of these terms, the universe. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I actually felt, understood it, and believed it because I was seeing it and experiencing it so often. Hmm. And they say that when you stick on the, when you're on the path that you're supposed to be on, is when you experience those synchronistic type of, you know, you know synchronicities and um well it's interesting on this veterans day how we're getting so spiritually deep but what it makes me think about is a few things um what is that people are being called to help other people understand um like muralist brigades for instance or when somebody of a heroic nature of uh, let's say chile or something uh dies uh like a yende or you know they'll all these artists will go out and paint murals of him uh, in, in you know what do they call it? effigy or in a posthumous prideful powerful imagery and it's not like you have to go ask or like people are like who are these taggers it's like the people believe there that these artists are angels that are called from God mm -hmm. and from the person's soul who just passed to go put their life story on walls around the country mm -hmm. I believe and that. so they just they welcome it they feed these part people and they I used to not believe in that. I used to not believe in that stuff, but now I, I I've experienced so many crazy things that I just I'm like, like okay. what? Oh, I have a lot of stories since I moved out here. How many of them involve the 405 freeway? <laughs> well, I definitely nightmare. did a lot of traveling <laughs> along the 405 and the 110. But yeah. Okay, I'll give you sure an example. Uh, um, that'll center you. I'll give you an example. Um, I was on this kind of spiritual mission, so to speak, and mm -hmm. uh, Miyako is being such a bad boy right now. He's like, well, yeah, we have a uh, little he studio is not, uh, he's not, poodle here. He is not down with uh, not, us not paying attention to him. Yeah, we didn't set a mic up and headphones for him. Yeah, so he's pissed. You will hear uh, little dog toys being thrown around the room a little bit. I met this. Um, this African American guy. He seemed very spiritual and divine, and um, 
as I felt like I should go talk to this guy. So I walk up to him, and I'm wearing a suit and a tie, and I don't look, and I have, I have clean-cut short hair. And he goes, he looks at me, and he goes, where's your guitar? And I go, and when I had left the house, I actually brought my guitar with me, even though I didn't have a reason to bring the guitar with me. Mm-hmm. And so it blew my mind, because here's this black guy, and he almost seemed like he was floating, but he was just like, he had, he was just like smiling, and he was like, he just looks at me, and goes, where's your guitar? Mm-hmm. And I'm like... How did you know as a musician? I don't even look like a musician right now. Well, how do you think? What's? I mean, that's pretty wild. I mean, what, I, I think that if I were the creator, you know, let, let's get super megalomania right now. I am the creator, you know. <laughs> um, and you here's Earth, right? People have free will, you know. You're supposed to let the kids have to play, right, and screw up and free will, right? Mm-hmm. But if you needed to communicate from a the creator or an angel or some higher being. To a person, you kind of have to come through the filter of humanity. You mm-hmm. kind of have to come through a number of voices or one voice, even if it's just for an instant. The conduit. And that's what they call like the the conversation of the gods or the conversation of the universe. Mm-hmm. Is when you can like, it, it's almost like, uh, did you see The Usual Suspects, the mm-hmm. movie with Kaiser Sosa? Who is Kaiser Sosa? Yeah, and by the end of the, Kevin Spacey does such a great job. I love Kevin Spacey. I love Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Um yes. He's there the whole time, and the investigator's asking him this and this and this, and he's coming up with bullshit after bullshit after bullshit that sounds logical. At the very end of the movie, the investigator looks around, and every term that he was using is all on a corkboard behind the investigator, but he was never looking at that, right? Uh, Kaiser Soze was, but he wasn't. And he's like, oh, my God, here's 40 examples of bullshit this guy just gave me that's all posted up on this board behind me. And isn't it just funny that this is how... How it is in the world. So if you get in one of those heaven moments where you're like having like church preach tabernacle, if you're having a heaven moment or a feeling of what it's like in heaven, I know we're still flesh, you know, you'll look over at one wall, like I'm looking over this silver album award over here, and it says uh, a little bit longer. And if I looked over here and I looked over there in the course of like 10 seconds and some sentence just built, like my eyes were kind of, and it was like, you're going to be here and then like a little bit longer and you're like well wait a minute i need to like close my eyes because somehow the divine is coming through and and why wouldn't it be able to come through this guy that you saw on the street and who may it, have been and grooving or in the zone and it, just it, flows right through yeah it blew my mind because like i said i didn't look like a musician i used to have long hair but i was I had short hair clean cut wearing a suit and tie at, sure. ch- at church first thing he says where's your guitar and so i say uh it's in my car i was like how'd you know he's like the Holy Ghost. And he just gave me this big smile. Like, really? The Holy Ghost. And so I was like, okay, I got to hang out with this guy. And so I'm walking with him, talking with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I see seasons, seasons. And I had written a song called Seasons like a couple weeks before mm-hmm. that. And I was like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, what is this guy t- talking about? This is a man that you should have married. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I, I kept in touch with him. I still okay. have. I still have. He's, he lives in the South Bay. Okay. But anyway, very spiritually in tune. But yes. um, he was like, he's like, I see you in a studio. He's like, I see, and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just falling apart. And he's like, uh, he's like, you're going to write a song this year. It's going to be all over the radio. Well, that didn't happen, but maybe it will one day. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so that was one experience I had. And, um, um, well, we talked about the mirrorless brigades. I mean, it is Veterans Day. And, um, for all the troops out there, you know, I think when you're from a military family, 
um, you're you're born into that. You see your dad and people's in dress like on the mantle, framed sure. up, getting their you know brandishing weapons and swords and whatever and American flags. But when you're not in a military family and you go into the military, I don't know if you have expectations that that aren't met mm-hmm. or that you don't stay in, like your uncle stayed in for 40 years, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just amazing to me the, the heroism, especially of somebody who's not from a military family, mm-hmm. who, who actually signs up not to kill, but really is like a true patriot. Mm-hmm. And who are the true patriots these days? Uh, it seems like there's a lot of blogs out there that people take as like, quote unquote, real news. Sure. Uh, and then there's other real news out there, which is propaganda, because I, I've never seen anyone like in a turban or like a burqa from another country like doing stand-up comedy or anything cool. You know, it's always like there they are. You know, in their black hooded outfits. I mean, there are loving people that love their families everywhere, and I think that's part of the awakening too. Is that, um, you know, are, are we really putting? Missiles up in the sky to like a scare, you know, quote unquote China, uh, you know, or, or what's what's going on? I mean, really, what they're doing is they're scaring Americans, saying, "Hey, maybe we put this thing up to scare they're, China." They're but they're rattling they're our reminding cages. everybody, they're reminding everyone everybody to just stay put and who, shut up. Why we pay our taxes? Why we you know go to work and pay our bills? It's like. Why we follow the law? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so many things. It's a, it's a reminder to everybody, probably. Like, keep in line. We've got this military-industrial complex that can basically, it's the most powerful military in the world, and God bless it. For, you know, it's kind of it kind of insulates us from from pe- things getting too out of control. You have to have that mm-hmm. police power to kind of keep keep people in check. But it's interesting. But isn't there some like chuckling, like hawkish, like uh, guys in the basement of the Pentagon going like? I think two days before Veterans Day will be perfect. And then they can barbecue and all yeah, applaud. The, riser, you know? the writers of life are always dead on. I mean, you know, it should just paint red, white, and blue like smoke across the sky as it goes by. It's it's a reminder that they, they, they run it with a loose grip. They run it with a loose grip. But you see what I'm saying? It, it's, not, it's about scaring the world. It, it's about also uh, keeping people here, you know, whatever. It's interesting. Um, so we have a... America. America. So we have uh, some suggestions here for your Veterans Day 2015 festivities, which I know everyone's been planning, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. I'm going to take a day off on Wednesday and drink and not work, uh, which could be any holiday, but we're saluting <laughs> the troops. So, um, you know, we have uh, a bunch of modern songs here, like uh, Miley Cyrus's uh, Party in the USA. Have you heard that one? <laughs> that's a jump off. Uh, uh, I could live. I could live and never hear that song. That's a again. wedding reception classic. You know, <laughs> you could uh, you could stand not hearing that song. So. Yeah. Do you have a Miley Cyrus hater de, de facto? Like, no, no, I'm not a Miley Cyrus hater. I don't hate anybody. I just don't particularly like that song. Okay. What about uh, Kanye West and Jay Z's "Made in America"? I don't know that one. Hmm. Five seconds of summer, Independence Day. <laughs> you lost me at five seconds of summer. Well, we got Mr. Toby Keith. Uh, American Soldier, very patriotic song. Tune in. Well, here's one you're going to know because, as you all know, Justin is extremely old. Uh, <laughs> Bob Dylan's "Blown in the Wind." I do know that one. How many roads must a man walk down? <laughs> uh, three doors down, Citizen Soldier. 
don't know it. Hmm. I'm not very patriotic. I don't know any of these songs. Well, I'm not. Uh, this isn't a quiz. There's not going to be a. Uh, I'm not going to be grading you I later. I am thankful to live in America, though, because I understand what it is to live in America now. Like, let me just share you this little tidbit. Having driven for Lyft and Uber, it it opened my eyes to how difficult it is for people to come to America and work here and live here. That's one of the next songs that come to yeah. America. And so I'm a very thankful that I was born and raised here and that this mm-hmm. happens to be the most opportunity-rich land in the world. And sure. it, they say America was founded for, you know, the reason they, they believe the reason America is so strong is because people came here. People went to South America and searched for gold. People came to America and searched for God, right? Hmm. So that's why they believe that wow. it's the land of the free, you know, the home. So. In God we trust. In God we trust, man. It's on the money. So uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, We the People, a classic. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, let me get through these next couple. Rodney Atkins, It's America. Merle Haggard, The Fight Inside of Me. Uh, Thursday, uh, Friends in the Armed Forces. You got uh, Leonard Skinner's Red, White, and Blue. And then uh, Little Wayne's God Bless America. And now we go to the Justin Salter section. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. What's and you know every He sings, and I'm proud to be. Wait, 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 wait. You're jumping ahead, jumping ahead. That's Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. Okay. That's the only one I know. Right. <laughs> well, you know, this also shows where we grew up, what television broadcasting was available, and what era and what radio stations were on. Because at 4th of July or um, on Veterans Day or Memorial Day, these are the songs that you were drilled with and I was drilled with through our media and. Other people in other parts of the world. Right? I don't know why, but I've always been resistant and ignorant of pop culture. I've never been. I don't know. I don't know. Even as a kid, I just never. I've Hence always, the Miley Cyrus. I've always part. been out of the loop. You know, like my girlfriend Jamie. She always makes fun of me because she's just, she's amazed at how out of the loop I am. And I do it purposely because I don't want to be influenced by these outside forces. I want mm-hmm. I want the ideas and and the things that I think about to be somewhat original and, and mm-hmm. pure from mm-hmm. that pop culture influence. but Do you not believe in, um, let's get the musical, now the musical part of the show, <laughs> uh, do you believe in, uh, are you a purist as far as uh, musical sounds, like do you believe in sampling or looping other people's stuff and reusing it? or? I think there's definitely <clears throat> an art to it, if it's done right, if people sample something. But it's not they, your thing. And they make it their own. No, I've, I've made a couple um, instrumentals with, with samples, just maybe literally two and they're one of my cool. They're some of my coolest beats that I've ever made because they, they, they make it sound so mm-hmm. unique and original. And then you flip it and make it your own. It's not sure. where you take it from. It's where you take it to. And obviously, you can totally rip people off, and and that's not cool. But if you can sample it, twist it, and create mm-hmm. it, and make it your own, and flip it and make your own, and make it unique and make it your own, that's cool. I think. Well, at the beginning of the '90s, I was in a group in Chicago called the United Freaks of America, and we had uh, we were <laughs> kicking off house music. Uh, EDM, techno, was all coming out of these electronic instruments winding up in blue-collar working kids' basements, you know, where they had first, like, uh, synthesizers, and, you know, we had the JD-800. Um, we had the first Mackie, like those 16 channels, just red, white, and blue Mackies, and it first came out. Um, and we were um, making beats with the electronics, but then we would, we had a room, a tracking room with a drum set, and we would... Always make sure that every song that we had had some natural recorded and some digital. 
Mm-hmm. So obviously, the analog you don't want to, bre- to quote right. my dad, the analog breast with the digital nipple. Sure. The analog roundness to give it that warmth and roundness, and mm-hmm. then the digital to give it that tight and pop and tightness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, not not so much a kick drum because you, you know you're gonna put an eight away. That punchiness. Yeah. You know, once you have an eight away, you have an eight away. But like a snare, for example. Sure. So you have every other snare. You know, you have snare, 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 snare. You have the delay on the uh, the alternate ones. You're speaking Greek to non-musicians. That's where you can. Uh, <laughs> well, they can hear it, but that's where you um, don't just have to put an echo on the the snare that's already there. Like a second track, and just echo this uh, every other one. But you can echo the natural snare from the drummer in the room next door. We used to have drummers come in and just lay down little loops and parts that we would, you know, piece together. But we did have to do that early on. Uh, now you can get samples all over the darn place. And I think it's cool. Yeah, the drumagog cool. and all the people crazy do, stuff. People, I think it's an art in itself. If it's done tastefully and, and originally, if so, they just uh, rip it off, it's not cool. But yeah. Brooks and Dunn, only in America. <laughs> then we got uh, Neil Diamond, of course. And you know, that's when it would... What, what, what's the song, Justin? I'll just give you the name. Neil Diamond's... Coming to America. That's Don't right. know it. <laughs> Everywhere around the world, they coming to America today. Of course, you know it. I don't. I, I still don't know Every it. Super Bowl really halftime bad. show, it's I think, really starts bad. I don't know it. <clears throat> How about uh, James Brown living in America? Got to have a celebration. Rock my soul. And then Ray Charles, America the Beautiful. All I know is America. Yeah, this is a non-explicit podcast. So. Yeah, we have to believe about the funk. So those are some song ideas there. Uh, I guess uh, you know it's that that darn uh, born in the USA. When I just I thought Bruce Springsteen's throat was going to explode into blood when I used to hear that. Cause I do it know that. Like, That's a good song. <clears throat> but the um, <clears throat> Lee Greenwood's "God Bless the USA." I think it's pretty damn good. Ray Charles back in the day, I guess. Good songs, good songs. Good songs. Well, I have a song. <coughs> I'm not sure if we're going to um, reference it. I guess we'll put the link to it um, or something. It's called Wounded Warrior. And I wrote that two years ago. It's about troops returning home from war. And the video that I made is footage you've probably seen before of like troops surprising their family or their wife or their kid or their pets. By coming home early or coming home unannounced and showing up at the door, and then they videotape oh, the, cool. the family. You know, they have a guy um, in the video, his uh, his mom sitting there, and just the glasses and the mom jeans, a little sweater on, in a booth at Hardee's or something. And he comes up with her food. She's already ordered her food. So her son, now back from war, safe and alive, unbeknownst to her, mm-hmm. shows up with her plate of like cheese fries and a grilled Reuben. Mm-hmm. And she looks down at the plate and she looks up at him and she goes, oh, thank you for the fries and the Reuben. And she looks back down at the fries and the Reuben and then she just like, this like tidal wave of love like just slaps her in the face. Like she she jolts. They, they jolt. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I get out of this is like, it's really love in action is really like vigilant love mm-hmm. you know we have so much like vigilant propaganda and so much and, and especially on like a veterans day like today and thinking about what drives people to go risk their lives of for the love of their families <clears throat> is that when these guys come back and they in country the, the wife first realizes they have that epiphany moment where they go <clears throat> oh my god my husband's back he's alive and he's here and i can hug him 
it, it's sort of a, it's love and action. You do, their faces completely change. I'm their bodies like I'm not a, I'm like not a nationalist, though. I'm not a believer in nationalism. I, I believe that we're all humans. We're all a team human. And only, <coughs> only if the aliens were to really come and invade our planet would, we realize, would we realize that we're not Americans, we're not you know Jews or blacks or what, whites. We're all well, that's people. probably why that myth exists in the first place. <coughs> what, aliens? Yeah, I mean, Jesus that's, or um, aliens or any, you know, descendant. A myth? You think aliens are a myth? I think they, they definitely Though they exist. are a myth. <laughs> they can be real. It doesn't mean that they're not, not a myth. You know, Joseph Campbell's the, the power of myth is that basically all of our thoughts and minds and ideas in this human form are guided by some type of myth. Sure. We have the myth of Jesus. We have the myth of Allah. We have the, you know, I mean... Some people will take offense to calling Jesus an Allah myth. <laughs> well, they may be true, but they're also, in a way, they've been, that story's been shared from mouth to ear and from mouth to ear to book to printed book to, you know, King James paying for it and Pope Gregory overseeing it. And, sure, you know, sure. No, I, I get what you're the saying. The reason why I think Jesus, I'm not saying that Jesus is a myth, but I'm saying that there were no women involved in the New Testament writing, in the paying for the books, and the distributing them for the crusades, and the owning of the printing presses that printed them for the first time instead of singing the Sanskrit or telling it from mouth to ear. There were no women involved in that process at all. Women have a, this punishment of a menstrual cycle that deceived the snake. The 13 is a bad number, not the divine feminine number anymore. Um, so to me, there's like some flaws in there that involve the equality between male and female, mm -hmm. that uh, make me wonder about how many other untruths are really in the New Testament mm -hmm. or the King James Version who, when there's a king, a white person from Rome who stamps their name it's God's and then word. calls it Holy Bible, but my Holy Bible. It's God it already raises God's eyebrow. word with the fingerprints of man all over it. Well, also the printing press is like, there's like a right brain, left brain thing too. So when your grandmother reads you the Bible and you get feelings and things that guide your life that's different than you're reading it or reading it off a kindle or something mm -hmm. that's like a different part of your brain that's connecting with the material mm -hmm. um and in a lot of those instances i think that that's the male side of the brain and that we've quieted the goddess and quieted the the balance of male and female i mean at one time most people believed that female was the highest god whether it was uh shiva or isis or uh Nike or Ishtar, Oshun, Aphrodite, Aphrodite, yeah. Athena, the Greeks and Romans, they all had, gods were equal, there were a number of male and a number of female. Gods and gods. Or there was <clears throat> uh, Shiva, male, female, goddess of, of war, and also goddess of healing and love at the same time. Mm -hmm. There were all these different ways that good and evil Mother and what's Earth. right and what's wrong, but, but the, there was equality uh, of male and female, whether hybrid into one or spread across several gods. Well, since the printing press, since King James, you know, coffers of gold and Pope Gregory's rearrangement of the calendar and taking 13 months and 26 cycles of the moon, throwing that away and saying, no, 12 months, no 13 mention at all, no divine feminine number. <clears throat> you know, we've screwed up the spiritual math for the last 2,000 years. Well, you know what blows my mind or constantly is you brought, you reminded me of a quote, <coughs> quote it's, um, Ex er, existence is the ecstasy of dichotomy, and it just blows my mind. Of uh, say that again. Existence is the ecstasy of dichotomy, 
the yin and yang, the male, mm-hmm. the female, the up and the down, the left and the right, the yes and the no, the, the binary, good and bad, dark and light. It just blows my mind how, you know, everything is perfectly balanced. And if it's not, it'll, it will be at some point. Well, what you're making me think about is that we're, you're talking about duality. Mm-hmm. And duality is an interesting thing. Like, uh, uh, Drinvalo um, Malchizedek uh, is one um, researcher and anthropologist and traveler and spiritualist who has a theory that's also based with, uh, with Zechariah Sitchin and a lot of the other more obscure sort of theorists. And that is that duality is the lesson that we're in right now. When people go to first uh, cl- English, you know, it's the first class, then they go to history class, then they go to science or social sciences. We're all in school right now as human beings. Why are we here? And mm-hmm. we're still figuring out duality because duality is not the one God. And duality is not plurality, like there's a million planets. Duality is this lesson that it's either, it's either Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker. It's either Jesus or Lucifer. It's either she's cute on Facebook or she's ugly, you know, or, Hot uh, or not. Tinder or not, right? And that we had already, as human beings, surpassed that. We were already living pluralistically, um, or more like we were all like Jesus's. We all had the, a different DNA thing going on where we... We're greater than the sum of our parts, one plus and that one somehow, equals three. At some point, say that again? We're greater than the sum of our parts, one plus one equals three. Exactly. Well, <laughs> to, um, what I'm saying is that, that we were dumbed down. Somehow sure. the DNA... Um, you know, there's a theory that it was Martians who came here because they screwed up their own planet and wanted to make us I believe superhuman. That's one of my so our scientists I would believe be that superhuman. We up Mars and we had to come to Earth. Now we got to go back to Mars. Well, we. <laughs> the theory is that they came here like holy shit. You know, our uh, planet is covered in some toxic gas, and I don't know what went wrong with that test we were doing. And they were like, "Well, we need to make these dumb humans." We weren't dumb. We were actually smarter than we are now. Mm-hmm. But they said we want to make them More their cookies. DNA. We're going to tangentialize their DNA. We're going to take these 12 strands and make them a double helix strand, and that's going to make them smarter because we need more scientists to help us figure out how to get back to our thing. How to nuke Mars. There's only so many of us now, and we need more science. We need more hands on deck. We we didn't nuke Mars. But it went wrong in the fact that we all, it was like flowers for Algernon. You know, we all became like Doogie Howser all of a sudden and MacGyver. And then over a little bit of time, we all became like, is that a stop sign? You know, like, is the bus coming? Like we Beer! And we got back to not understanding duality again. And so it's kind of like our ancestors already went through learning about duality and already learned that, oh, gay marriage or, oh, like, you know, what are these stumbling blocks? Like, if this or that, why is it always this or that? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want this job or not? Do I apply why for this it, job? Why can't it be both? Why can't people take the adventure? You know, everyone was kind of saying, uh, I want to play a game of Monopoly. Okay, let's play. Well, wait, before I play, which spots am I going to land on? How many times am I going to make like $200? And who's going to win? And we do that all day long with our own lives. Well, wait a minute. What restaurant? Well, what kind of food do they have? Is it expensive? Like, you know, it's just like if somebody's asking you to go on an adventure, if you know the whole adventure, then what's the point of the adventure? Mm-hmm. Why are you here as a human being to absorb all that we're absorbing? If you can just sit back and ponder and go, well, tell me how the beef tastes. <laughs> and how does it taste when I add a carrot in my mouth at the same time? It's like, no, you got to go eat the meal. 
You don't and, you don't read the last um, chapter of the book before. <laughs> well, that's where I think our DNA got stifled to the point that we go. Somebody goes, "Hey, do you want to do this thing?" And it's almost like channeled from God that you should both do it. It'll be great. Yeah. And they go, "Yeah, oh wait, I gotta." Oh, you know, and that's where we got. We're still growing that. So I think you know the point with uh, Michelle Sadek too is that we have to go through these lifetimes. Like you're gonna die as Justin Salter, and I'm gonna die. And we're going to come back and be like one ladder rung higher to like solving duality and accepting other things. And then we got to do another lifetime. And that, that's why um, it's frustrating for me to step over homeless people. We're going to have a lot of beggars asking me for money at the same 7-Eleven that I go to every day for my work, like five times a day. And there's the same three beggars. And I'm just like, nonstop, why can't we feed and house these people? Uh, we have prisoners in jail for like selling joints of weed that we're paying fifty-seven thousand dollars a year to house and feed them, and they don't work or do any you know like eyeglasses. Mm-hmm. So I mean, who are these people? Like, why are they just in front of the Seven Eleven, which is the food and liquor and cigar shop, and they're trying to collect nickels so they can live right there? Can't we just build a little food and cigarette outlet funded by you know government, uh, you know Calfresh funds or something, and just Hey, you can always go to the cafeteria and get a rice pudding or a, a Twinkie or a bowl of cereal or something all the time. I mean, right. they hire Krishna to do this. You know, they have free meals and there's meals on wheels. And, and yet I'm constantly reminded of these beggars and people because I just don't see the sense of it. And so when it's explained that, oh, well, we're relearning, then I realize, oh, it's my higher soul Realizing that I've been in a life here that didn't involve that, where almost like a Jesus life or something, we had more ESP, we had more like just knowing where the food is we'd gravitate to or whatever. Well, <coughs> the big, you know, bringing me back, you reminded me that the point of this podcast being the big picture. I think the point of life is to observe, learn, grow, and love. And if you can do those four things, then I think that you're going to make it to the other side, all right? Well, happy Veterans Day, man, and uh, I guess I guess that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. And, and we're going to um, put the link to uh, my song, <laughs> Wounded Warrior, and the video that goes with it with the troops returning home, surprising their family. Um, we'll put that link in the description. Put it in the show notes. Exactly. Cool, man. Awesome. awesome, Justin. Have a great one. Yep. Bye. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs>